Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This time I'm joined by editor Sam McClary and London offices reporter Alex Daniel. And there is no question that the big, big, massive talking point of the week has been the opening and the swift closure of Marble Arch Mound. Now, Alex, we have talked a little bit about the mound uh, before on EGLSM. I think all along expectations have been low, uh, but it has failed to meet them. Is that a, is that a fair appraisal? Yeah, I think expectations have have been pretty low um, from from the moment they sort of announced it. Um, I think it was sort of February, March this year, they came up with this plan, sort of floated it to everyone. And there was, I I wouldn't say there was widespread derision. I think there were quite a lot of sort of business leaders in the area who were quite supportive of it. Westminster seemed to think it was a good idea, obviously, but it's it's not paid off. I mean, for, for those who've been living under a rock, it's this week it's a sort of giant artificial hill behind marble arch um the draw was that you could climb it and look at hyde park from about 25 meters up in the air for i think about six or seven quid um i it's fair to say that it really didn't go to plan um it opened at the start of the week uh it didn't live up to the flashy sort of architectural drawings that have been floating around the internet for the last few months um you can't see the park because the trees are now in bloom, something which was clearly overlooked when it was dreamt up over the winter. Um, it's surrounded by corrugated iron fences and bins. Um, there's nothing like the amount of greenery that was advertised. The, the list of issues you know, goes on. Um, and this week, it's really taken a, a bit of a battering in sort of the, the court of public opinion. Um, I guess part of the problem is it, it does take a little while for like shrubs and trees to establish themselves. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I do understand that this is something that has just, this has opened prematurely, right? It's probably going to reopen in maybe a week's time, two weeks' time or something, and look a bit better. Um, but it's been compared to a slag heap. It's been called the worst attraction in London. Um, it kind of begs the question why it opened early in the first place. And this is very sort of this is very entertaining for you know a, a bunch of sort of cynical journalists but i think the more serious point is that you know this has cost two million to build this thing um throughout the planning and development process there have been people saying this is a terrible idea and yet local stakeholders have kind of towed the party line they've described it as an imaginative punt which may or may, may not work um I think what this week has taught us is that if you want to make a place really great, you can't just chuck two million at a problem six months later, get a temporary attraction that magically brings football back. Um, I think, you know, placemaking, for lack of a better word, has got to be a well thought out thing that adds some sort of permanent value to an area, makes a place good in its own right, and then people will come. Um, Marble Arch Mound is sort of a, a bit of a case study in that, I reckon, anyway. Um, for the record, I think it's worth pointing out that Westminster's broader plans for Oxford Street actually do sort of fit the criteria of sort of more long term thinking. Mm. I think pedestrianising Oxford Circus is a brilliant idea. Um, they're onto a winner with some of their more sustainable choices for the area. But uh, no, the Marble Arch Mount, it's a no from me on the Marble Arch Mount. <laughs> and, and Sam, I know you've been into town a few times recently. You, you took a swing by that area recently, didn't you? I did take a swing by it and I wish I hadn't because uh, I mean it just looks like like I'm a girl who likes a bit of tax right and uh, um, I've been to Vegas 
and thought it was deliciously horrible. And I looked, saw the mound and thought, that looks like it, you know, um, should be at the dodgy end of the strip in Vegas. It was just awful. And I just can't comprehend why someone would think, I'll build a man-made hill next to this beautiful park. Like, I don't need to look at a park from above. The great thing about a park <laughs> is that you can go in it and walk around it and you don't need to, you know, build trees because they're there all, already. It's just ridiculous. I think, you know, Alex is absolutely right that some of the other place-making stuff that um, Westminster City Council is looking into, like pedestrianising Oxford Circus and perhaps, you know, making it it's safer as a shopper, tourist, whatever, to walk around Marble Arch mm. without the fear of being run over because there's a, you know, dual carriageway running down with, you know, Park Lane is it's horrible. As a cyclist, it's horrible mm. to cycle down. Doing stuff like that, spending some money on on that and making that part of the of London more accessible would probably bring people back. You know, the fact that shops are open now and we're all getting vaccinated that's going to bring, bring people back not a big horrible horrible construction that so would, you, would you have preferred a sort of vega style mini sphinx would that have been more maybe, of your street <laughs> yeah maybe or the stratosphere one of those <laughs> um or as they've done in green park the elephants yeah I bring them back. I'll go. There are lots of people looking at those, and I haven't heard any complaints about the money spent on the elephants in high, in Green Park. So maybe we could have. I don't know. I'm a big fan of rewilding. Maybe we'd have beavers at Marble Arch. Who knows? That would maybe they'll I think move in. Rewilding Marble Arch would certainly make it safer for the tourists. I'd like to see <laughs> some big cats running around the area. <laughs> And um, other than the mound, uh, elsewhere, Sam, it, it seems like it's been a big week for CBRE or the big green giant. To, the big to green giant. Yeah, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I don't think a day went by last or this week when um, there wasn't a CBRE, CBRE story. So it began with them announcing that they were buying um, a controlling stake in Turner and Townsend. And it's and for £960 million, I think it was. So a, a decent whack of money in in these times. But their CBRE, I think, are a really interesting case case study in that they, you know, grew out of um, the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. They were a bro- brokerage. We know them very well as, um, you know, a, a brokerage. But over the last couple of decades and particularly in the last five to ten years they've really transformed the business away from that brokerage to something that is is much more multifaceted and and is um sort of quietly shifting or maybe not quietly loudly shifting away from the more turbulent sort of um agency income to much more stable stable income like they have done with the um GWS and um all the sort of facilities management um work that they've been doing. Turner and Townsend as as project manager adds really long term stable income for them. And they've said, you know, expect expect us to um do more of this. They've got deep pockets and they want to 
buy businesses where they think they can diversify CBRE and add this really long-term income. And I did I did a bit of um, uh, sort of looking back over what they've been buying um, over the past past few years, and I think it's from 2006. They've spent about seven billion dollars on acquisitions, which has added over twenty billion dollars of of revenue. So, which sounds like a pretty good return. I'm not, you know, I'm not an accountant, but uh, or a very good mathematician because I did get an N in my AS maths. So, um, you know, don't don't hold me to those numbers. But you know, I guess it's the speculate to accumulate. Um, but a really interesting transformation of that that business. And yeah, I think if you're looking to sell, call out the big green giant because they're clearly um, clearly out there looking. Maybe they should uh, acquire a, a big green giant mound and take it off the off the public purse. That would be that would be quite good, wouldn't it? It'd be good good branding. I'm not sure what that's going to do for their um, returns, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> no. um, and what else has been keeping the best Dan news team in property busy this week? Well, you know, it's almost it's almost the start of silly season, is, isn't it? But I think um, uh, so. There will be no doubt. So, every week is silly season on ET like Sunday morning. <laughs> every week is, yeah. So um, you know, it's um, there's there's still plenty going plenty going on. You know, we obviously had a really big um, story for the Birmingham market this week with um, our friends at. Um, Cordia Black Swan looking for 600 million uh, of, of funding for their 600 million pound Birmingham portfolio, which is, you know, BTR really hot. Everyone wants to get in it, so I'm sure there will be people um, uh, chomping at their heels to get a, get a slice of, of that. Birmingham seems to be a city that is really attractive at the moment. Lots of lots of stuff going on there. Lots of big blue chips wanting to to set up home in in Birmingham lots of regeneration going going on on there um we've got big interview this week with the new uh MD of instant group obviously and Alex can contest to this I'm sure you know flex is um a very hot topic at the at the moment and um and then just a, a look at um sort of how property has been performing as, as well and uh if you are, you know, in sheds or retail warehousing, and you want you're wanting to um, flip any of that property, then you're pretty likely to get pretty good price. I think yields for London sheds are now keener than Mayfair offices, which is crazy, and surely cannot cannot last. And Alex, what's been keeping you busy? Um, well, I actually thought there was a there was a really interesting story um, about uh, it was uh, Capco's results this week. Um, that is their kind of half yearly results, and they sort of struck by far the most kind of positive tone that we've seen sort of um, throughout the pandemic, and sort of believable positive tone, I suppose. I think often you see kind of office or sort of London based landlords that rely on a lot of football when they publish their results they say something positive and it's like mid-January in the middle of lockdown and you kind of know that they're sort of hedging their bets whereas Capco said the worst is now behind us um it does come on the back of another kind of five percent valuation drop the first half of the year but um you sort of find that you kind of believe in Hawksworth this time where he says that um you know 
the, the only way is up now to central London. Um, I think sort of tying back to the, the Marble Arch Mound, I suppose, um, that central London is kind of on the up. You don't need things like this mound. Uh, the West End actually has a lot going for it already. And yes, there is work that needs to be, Oxford, needs to be done on Oxford Street. Um, but, um, you know, I think actually there's quite a positive outlook now, um, especially as we move into the summer and um, things things are sort of sort of starting to pick up again, certainly in the sort of office investment on sort of general London property investment world. The worst is now behind us because we've got rid of Al's court is, is probably the bit that he, he didn't say in, those, <laughs> in that results call. Also very true. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so now it is time for the quiz of the week with the, of course, the new penalty shootout format. Three questions each. Um, Sam, would you like the odd numbers or the even numbers? Um, I'm going to go odd today. I'm feeling odd. Okay, so you you will kick first, and uh, you you will find out very shortly that that, that is probably going to work out quite well for you uh, after what we've just been discussing. Because question one to Sam: the worst of the pandemic may be behind <laughs> us, <laughs> according to the chief of which West End landlord? Oh gosh, this is a hard one. Who could it be? Could it be Catco? Um, it is Catco. We should oh. say that 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 Alex triumphed uh, in his penalty shootout uh, with Piers last week so he's, he's on form uh, but let's see how he goes on his on his first question but which investment giant has grown its real estate holdings to 207 billion dollars during the last quarter Alex um I reckon it might be Kennedy Wilson it is not uh so Sam there's no points to be gained but would, can you sweep in and and uh and answer that one it is Blackstone it is Blackstone. Uh, well done, have increased as well. They have indeed, and there is a very good interview in the magazine this week with Kennedy Wilson, of course. And yes, indeed, and you can find out all about both of those stories in this week's uh, magazine. So, Sam, your second question, your one nil up, it's looking good. It's the missing words round. Oh, no. uh, Ted Baker moves into blank brown building. Can you fill yeah. in the blank? Beautiful. It is not beautiful. <gasps> gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, I don't think we allow you, 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 no. rebounds. Rebounds aren't allowed in a penalty shootout. So, so you open the door. Alex has got a window of opportunity. I mean, they should call it the beautiful brown building. They should it, really, yeah. Alliteration is key. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is the gorgeous brown building. All right, Alex. Here we go. Your second question. <laughs> Major new leisure development set to blank Derby. And I, I have replaced the word. Major new leisure development <laughs> set to blank Derby. What is the blank? Oh, God. Um, reinvigorate. Reinvigorate. It is not reinvigorate, Sam, do you know? I wrote this story and I wrote that headline and <laughs> it was something like... No, I can't try... Not, it was um no i can't remember if it doesn't have the opportunity for finger licking in the headline you're not interested um, are you, Sam? yeah no <laughs> uh it's turbocharge turbocharge new leisure development set to turbocharge that'd be so we're still one nil to sam final question each sam great portland estates have unveiled a colorful new art installation at retail premises at 95 new bond street who is the star it is 
not an elephant. <laughs> it is not an elephant. It is a very brightly coloured pink bear. It is pink bear. Sam takes an unassailable 2-0 lead. So just for pride, Alex. Um, in Diaries Mound coverage, uh, <laughs> we shared a tweet that made a remarkable comparison between it and what? Uh, is it, it's it's um, video game related, isn't it? It is video game related. Oh, God. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm going to have a guess and say it's something like, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the game. Um, <laughs> oh, it's one of those building games, isn't it? A Minecraft. It isn't Minecraft. Sam, can you recall what, what the comparison was? I know there's a picture of Mario <laughs> in it. So oh, is, no. it, is, it Mar is it Mario it is World? I'd say it was the first level of Mario 64, which apparently is called bob -omb Battlefield. Wow. Uh, so there you go. 2-0 win for Sam, though. So you, uh, what was Mario 64 on? Was it on the original Nintendo? Which that might would, be on, been, which that would might be on the Nintendo 64, I think. Which I might have been before Alex was born. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Let's not speculate. Let's not speculate. <laughs> Very so, there we go. You know, you win some, you lose some, Alex. Yeah, I mean, emphasis on the loss. That's my second um, whitewash of um, <laughs> second whitewash loss on on EGLSM in, in You just spent you spent weeks. too long too long thinking about the man this week. That's the problem. I know too long ranting about it. <laughs> uh, and Sam, you can you can enjoy the glory until next time. I'm I'm very disappointed about gorgeous. Could have been a clean sweep. It could have been so I'm good. I'm going to write to Ted Baker and say, change the name of the building. <laughs> but you, I'm sure it has left you in uh, the mood for singing. So uh, to we'll let you... Uh... Before I sing us out, can we mm. just say to listeners, so there is an issue, there is a paper issue or digital page turner issue of the magazine next week, 7th of August. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, we are digital only for a week. So don't forget that um, you won't get a thud on your on your doormat on a Saturday morning. Um, but everyone, I'm sure, is in Cornwall or somewhere uh, <laughs> uh, during August any, anyway. Um, but we, we are still here, just not, all, not always in paper. Indeed. Uh, and uh, we'll be back in paper on the 21st and back digitally on the 28th, I think. Is that right, Sam? Correct. Good. Uh, by that point, I'll be away, but not in Cornwall. Uh, <laughs> So you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. Sam, take it away. No one ever joins in, but <laughs> well, you, you do it so beautifully solo. Oh,